بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد ونبي مسعود عقبة بن عمر البدري رضي الله تعالى عنه قال جاء رجل إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال إني لأتأخر عن صلاة الصبح من أجل فلان مما يطيل بنا فما رأيت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم غضب في موعظة قد أشد مما غضب يومئذ فقال يا أيها الناس إن منكم منفرين فأيكم أما الناس فليوجز فإن من ورائه الكبير والصغير وذا الحاجة متفق عليه This chapter deals with expressing anger when the sanctified aspects of shariat, when the hurmat, when the sanctity is not observed, and helping the deen, helping the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This particular hadith, the introduction of it, some time back we discussed quite in detail. Abu Mas'ud Uqbat ibn al-Amr Badri radiallahu ta'ala narrates that a person came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as to the identity of this individual. We mentioned previously, ulama-i kiram have mentioned a few names, possibilities. Hazam ibn Ubay ibn Kaab, Haram bin Milhan, Salman bin Harith. These are names which are mentioned. Exactly who it is is not specified, but nevertheless he came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he had a complaint. What was the complaint? Inni la ata'akharu an salati subhi min ajli fulanin mimma yutilu bina. He said, Ya Rasulullah, I am absenting myself from fajr salah with jamaat. I am absenting myself from Fajr Salah with Jamaat because of the fact that the Imam lengthens the Salah too long. It's important to try and understand or contextualize Shariat and Deen. After Iman, the most important obligation upon us is Salah. And when it comes to Salah, we are not just asked or commanded in Sharia to discharge our salah, to perform the salah. But, aqeemu salah. Allah Ta'ala commands us in the Qur'an, establish your salah. In the tafsir of this, Mufassirin mentioned that we have to perfect our salah. We have to beautify the salah. And how do you perfect, how do you beautify your salah for that the answer is very, very simple. Perform the salah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Sallu kama ra'aytumuni usalli. Make salah like you see me, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, making salah. So we have to fashion and model our salah on the salah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now if we look at the Salah of Nabiya Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, particularly the issue of the length of the salah. How long salah did Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam perform? Here it is very, very important for us to have, to put shariat into perspective. 
when it comes to a'mal of deen, if you look in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, one is when that amal was performed in a collective and congregational form. And the other is when that particular amal was performed individually. Or what we call infiradi, where you're performing it on your own. Where salah is performed on your own, your sunnat, your nawafil, your tahajjud, your uwabin, your ishraq, etc. Here, without a doubt, we see Nabi Pak Islam performed very, very long salah. You know the famous incident, Sahabi comes behind Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he says that I wanted to see how long was the salah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. فَفْتَتَحَ الْبَقَرَةِ Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam started reading Surah Baqarah. So he says, I'm thinking, Huzaifa radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he says, I'm thinking in my mind that Allah's Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in the Mi'a Yarka, he'll read a hundred verses and then he'll make ruku. Already, if you compare this to our Tahajjud Salah, hundred verses in one rakat. How many verses of the Quran do we read? Nevertheless, he says, I thought Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would make ruku after hundred verses. Thumma Mada, Allah's Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam passed the hundred verse mark. So he said that then I thought in my heart, rakatin. After one, he'll read half in this rakat of Surah Baqarah, which is two, almost two and a half Jews, two and a half paras of the Quran. He says, I thought he'll read half in this rakat and half in the next rakat. Thumma mada, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, passed the halfway mark of Surah Baqarah. Then Huzaifa radiallahu alayhi says, I thought in my heart, yarka'u biha. At the end of Surah Baqarah, he'll make ruku. He says, فَقَرَأَهَا He read the entire Surah Baqarah. فَفْتَتَحَ nisa ثُمَّ فْتَتَحَ آلَ عِمْرَانِ Then he started Surah Nisa, he read the whole Surah Nisa. Then he started Surah Ali Imran, he read the whole Ali Imran. In other words, five paras. Five Jews of the Qur'an in one rakat of Tahajjud Salah. And not reading, like how some of our Imams read in Taraweeh in Ramadan, like what they call them, bullet trains, no. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was reading mutarassilan. Comes in the riwayat, mutarassilan. Slowly, pausing, pondering over what he was reading. إِذَا مَرَّ بِآيَةٍ فِيهَا تَسْبِيحٌ سَبَّحَ وَإِذَا مَرَّ بِتَعَوُّذٍ تَعَوُّذَ When he passed by an ayat in which Allah was praised, he praised Allah. When he passed by an ayat of Jannah, he asked for Jannah. When he passed by an ayat of Jahannam, he sought protection from Jahannam. Like that, five Jews of the Qur'an in one rakat of Tahajjud Salah. Then he says, Rasulullah Wasallam went into ruku. فَكَانَ رُكُوعُهُ نَحْوًا مِنْ قِيَامِهِ He started saying, Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim. He says, the length of the ruku was equivalent to the qiyam. سَمِيَ اللَّهُ لِمَنْ حَمِدَ رَبَّنَا لَكَ الْحَمْدِ The qawma was equivalent to the ruku. The sajda was equivalent to the qawma. Quran tells us, Inna rabbaka ya'alam annaka taqumu adana min thulutha layl wa nisfa wa thulutha wa ta'ifatun min alladheena ma'ak. Mafum of the verse, Allah attests to the tahajjud salah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that at times, if you contextualize it, Quran is telling us that tahajjud salah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would be six hours, sometimes seven hours long. But, the point here, my respected brothers, we are encouraged to lengthen our salah 
But when we talk of individual salah, infiradi salah, when you are reading on your own, make as long salah as possible. Not just the qiyam, the ruku. When you make ruku, particularly our brothers that go out in jamaat, make mush, develop concentration in your salah. Spend time in your salah. When you go into ruku, the person looking at you must think you're not going to wake up from that ruku. When you go into sajda, the person must think that you're not going to wake up from that sajda. Beautify that salah. Develop concentration in the salah. But that, as we mentioned, is greatly encouraged, but that is infiradi salah. When you are reading on your own. When it comes to imamat, when you are an imam, one is the imam is the leader of the community. And the imam, we are encouraged, we have to be careful about the selection of the imam. Who is the imam? Aqra'uhum li kitabillah. Comes in the riwayat that you must select someone who is the most knowledgeable amongst you when it comes to the Quran. So imamat is a trust. Imamat is a great responsibility. And not just anyone should be made an imam. Why? Because he is basically representing the rest of that congregation in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's court. If you find in the riwayat, Al-Imamu Dhamin. Al-Imamu Dhamin. In other words, the, for the acceptance of the salah on behalf of that congregation, that imam is responsible, carries a great role, a great responsibility. So, when a person is an imam, if we look at this hadith and the complaint that was made, we learn from this that he has to become cognizant and aware of who his congregation is. We find in the latter part of the hadith, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions, فَإِنَّ مِنْ وَرَائِهِ الْكَبِيرِ وَالصَّغِيرِ وَذَالْحَاجَةِ A congregation is made up of different, different types of people. The three categories specifically that Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wasallam draws our attention to, he says that in a congregation there are some old people. Old people, Alama Ikram mentioned, why did Nabi Pak sallallahu mention? Obviously because of weakness, physical weakness. So they are not able to stand for very long. Then the second category which Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam mentions, is Sagheer. Sagheer, in other words, young. Youngsters also make up part of a congregation. Youngsters, Ulama Ikra mentioned, they generally by nature will lack patience and concentration. So if the Imam has to inordinately lengthen the Salah, then what will happen is those youngsters obviously are going to become edgy. They by, by nature of youth, they lack the patience. So cognizance is taken of them. Allah's Rasul specifically mentions, there are young people behind you. They are very, very old and weak, infirm, sick, elderly behind you. Also, the al-haja. Rasulullah said that there are people in that congregation who will have some needs. And because they've got needs, maybe a person has to get to work, or he's got some responsibility to discharge. If the salah is going to be too long, what is going to happen is that that person is going to lose concentration. Why? Because his focus is somewhere else. He needs to be somewhere. He needs to go somewhere. 
So the point we are getting at, my respected brothers, is that after Iman, the most important and greatest responsibility of Sharia is Salah. We are supposed to beautify, perfect, and even lengthen our Salah. But when it comes to congregational Salah, they take cognizance, be careful. Here, Sharia does not encourage you to inordinately lengthen that Salah. Discharge the Salah, yes. Sunnats, whether in Qiyam, whether in Ruku, whether in Sajda, at no cost should be compromised. Sunnats should be discharged. But do not inordinately lengthen the Salah. We've run out of time. We're not going to go into the translation of the latter part of the Hadith. Unfortunately, tomorrow I'm going on Safar, so there'll be further delay. But we will discuss the latter part later. What is very, very important for us to bear in mind is that don't take such ahadith out of context. Sometimes here, Sahabi says, Nabi Salaam became very, very angry why the Imam was lengthening the Salah. Normally, normally if you look at this, place your hand on the second part of the hadith. person comes and he, and he is telling Nabi Wasallam. he says, Ya Rasulullah, I don't go for the Fajr Salah with Jamaat. I don't make my fajr. I miss the fajr salah with jamaat because that imam reads too long. According to our understanding of deen, what it would have been, Nabi Salaam would have got angry at him. What is wrong with you? How can you give up your fajr salah with jamaat? That is what we would expect. Yet, Allah's Rasul Salaam becomes, Sahabi says, I never saw him as angry as I saw him on that day. And anger at who? Anger at that imam. Why? Because he is not taking cognizance of who is part of his congregation. More important, what is the deeper lesson, the deeper sabak? Is that because of that, shariat has given you an option. You don't have to read too long. Especially when it is congregational, you have a choice about the length of the salah. If you are lengthening that salah to such a way that you are causing people not to practice on shariat and deen, this is what we call tanfir, where you are becoming mutanaffir. You are distancing people from deen by making deen too difficult. Ad-deenu yusrun. said, deen is easy. Yuridullahu bikumul yusr, wala yuridu bikumul usr. Allah wants ease for you. Allah doesn't want difficulty for you. So where there is levity, where there is room to make things easy for people, don't make it difficult. Even if it is far salah, don't make it difficult by unnecessarily protecting it, making it too long. How long should it be? Then inshallah, discussion will continue later.